State pushing it ahead. Carter all the way. Layup. Good. Now they throw it away. A steal for Dewan Harris. Here he comes. McCuller looking to drive. Kicks back Dewan. He wants a second three. He's going to get it. Dewan Harris with eight first half points. Welcome back, Wando. <laughs> There's a little touch shot that's up and good. And the foul. K.J. Adams, a three-point play coming. And KU's lead is 16. Furphy for three. He hit it. Johnny Furphy from the right corner. And KU's lead swells to 17. Eight seconds to shoot. He's going to drive. A step back three for the lead. Got it! He got it! K-State has the lead with 3.9 to go. And good Wednesday morning, everybody. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. 102.5 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, online nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us here on what's going to be a record possibly setting Wednesday. At least temperature-wise, I was reading it could be a near-record highs today, Christian. Almost 70 degrees expected today in the Tri-State region. Crazy. I'm in shorts. You are in shorts? I have decided well, I'm to... in. I got pants on, but shorts oh. on top, and that's enough for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got pants on with shorts on top? What's that? Khakis and a, and a polo? That's, yeah. You mean short sleeves. Short sleeve yeah. shirts. Oh, see, yeah. I, when you say shorts to me, that means you're wearing short pants. <laughs> not not wearing short. Like, Over I, the khakis? Yes. No, that's no. I'm like, what are you that, doing? I mean, someone else has to agree with me on that. Someone else had to think that's what he meant. Well, he's wearing pants with shorts over the top. Like, you know, it's, yeah. Someone. <laughs> That's a, a bolder, a bolder statement, um, fashion-wise, than I think I'm willing to make. Um, but That's what it sounded I, like I to me. Say, sounded like Dave. to me. Uh, yeah, but geez, no, I've, I just, I have the short sleeve polo on as well. Yes, uh, I still have my khaki pants on. So, uh, you <laughs> mark know. this. Mark this as the first time I can remember. Wearing shorts while listening to Christmas music at an appropriate time because this is a little bit ridiculous. I've I've never been anywhere close to seventy. What what is the temp so back is, home? This is all new to me. What's the temp back uh, home? Off the top of my head, I I'd guess probably uh, around here it's probably like thirty five type of thing. Um, Livonia, Michigan. It is thirty degrees and snowing. Thirty yeah. degrees and snow right now. Forty degrees out here in the tri-state region on our way to a high of seventy. What's the high there today? Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. Was the highest thirty-eight? because oh. so. <laughs> that's because that's that's where what is normal. I know. Uh, in the world is weather. Uh, you'll wake up in the morning and it's twenty-five degrees and it's a high of thirty-three. I, Not you wake up, it's twenty-five, and you're like, all right, it's a high of seventy today. <laughs> Not that I really want to spend the whole first segment on weather, but I do feel like the cl- <laughs> the, the the calendar is kind of rotating a little bit with weather. I feel oh, yeah. like, especially since and and even more here, I feel like it because now it's warm until pretty much you can have some really warm days, and then you, the calendar turns around January first, and then you've got. Pretty much January through mid-April, that is pretty darn cool and can be pretty bad. Heck, even through sometimes late April. I remember it snowed on my birthday, which is April 28th. So I know it snowed there multiple times on my birthday. Uh, There was actually a big blizzard, I think, one weekend. Not a a decent-sized blizzard one weekend uh, around my birthday time. So, yeah, very, very... 
uh, unique weather that can happen here on the high plains. But hey, uh, I've gotten used to it, and I'm not surprised we're experiencing seventy degree experiencing seventy degrees today. I'll we, get used. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. On what? Getting, Getting used to it. Oh, used to it? Yeah, that's all right. We understand. You're, you haven't even been here six months, so we're going to give you a nice, big, long runway. Maybe half of that. So, a little, yeah. A little half, more than half of that. More than half. Big show today. We will get to K-State and KU basketball, both picking up wins. K-State has won an overtime three consecutive games, pushing Jerome Tang's impeccable overtime record to 9-0. Uh, we will talk about that. We'll talk with talk about KU. Who did they play down to their competition again last night? <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll get to some high school basketball scores here shortly. But I want to start uh, with what was breaking news. Starting early this morning, as Ross Volkmer peeled himself out from his warm bed, he read on social media that. Uh, Kansas State will be losing its very popular offensive coordinator. He has found a job that he actually wants to pursue. Colin Klein is uh, going to be heading to Texas A&M to be the OC there with the Aggies and new head coach Mike Elko leaving Kansas State behind after turning down opportunities at Notre Dame two years ago uh, at Penn State this year. He's been a very highly sought-after OC and an offensive mind considered one of the best up-and-coming O-minds in the country. But he had stuck at Kansas State despite getting wooed by some very, very big programs. I'd say, once again, highlighted by Notre Dame. I don't think it gets much bigger than Notre Dame football. And he decided to turn all that down, but he's instead going to go to Texas A&M and be with Mike Elko. And my first thought was, when I read that, Christian, was, why? Why now? Why? What? What? What made this job different than the position that you were at at Kansas State? I mean, one thing I'm sure is money is going to be really good. I mean, probably close to I don't know, maybe close to two million dollars a year. I don't know, but I, I don't. I just I'm I'm curious why now? Why leave Kansas State now after turning down some other really good opportunities prior? Uh, is is it recruiting? Is that part of it? Texas A&M, known for being in the hub of just the, the great recruiting fertile region of Louisiana and Texas. Is is that why? I, I don't know. I what do, you, what do you have to say on it? Because that's my thought when I think about this. Why would a guy who's turned down really good jobs in the past all of a sudden say, yeah, I'm good? Or does this have to do with something that's happening in-house in Manhattan that we don't know about? I doubt that. But, I mean, thoughts? It's it's not just turning down offers in the past. The Penn State offer, and obviously the one uh, that Cole Nicky took, was very recent. Uh, since the end of the regular season, not only that, there's rumors that in the past few weeks he's declined multiple other Power 5 opportunities, job offers, which is crazy. So you think, why now and why to A&M? Uh, the easy answer is, I don't know. Um, does he have some sort of his prior history with Elko? Because that, that could be huge. And honestly, an, the easy out here is it probably has to do something with the transfer portal. Did they have some sort of, like you said, in-house knowledge of, hey, we're going to go get a Dylan Gabriel, a Kyle McCord, one of these top-tier quarterbacks, maybe a Will Howard, that's pretty common these days is to chase 
chase a coach or chase a quarterback and what, what, uh, obviously why why you have avery johnson coming up this is the this is the golden boy not only the hair no, but I the know. golden boy that's that's going to be coming up this is supposed to be the 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 next great kansas state quarterback in avery johnson starting this bowl game at the pop tarts bowl uh i can't <laughs> say that enough and then and then taking over i i just i don't and they're, they're not gonna i don't they, don't they don't have any numbers on why how much money is you know being thrown around, all that stuff. But I can I, I can say this. Since the start of the 2022 season, K-State ranks 20th nationally in scoring, 35 points per game. Uh, they won, of course, the Big 12 title, finished top 10 in school history in 11 categories, including offensive yards, fourth in rushing, fifth in yards per game. Uh, very, very good. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't know. I, I I, to me, it's it's mind-boggling, and he, it's not like as if Colin Klein was just someone who you know had a pit stop in Kansas State. This is a lifer, played quarterback, was a Heisman finalist, brought back as the quarterbacks coach after he didn't make it in the NFL, and and then was promoted to the OC and had great success. So I guess I I don't I'm not mad at Colin Klein. Good for you. Do do what you got to do, bud. But. What something's going on that 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 we don't know about? Is there something going on in Manhattan? Is is Kleiman getting a little grouchy about something? Is you know what's going on? I know Will Howard's graduating. I know he's gone, but Avery Johnson's coming up. He's supposed to be good. Maybe maybe that's why. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say that. You know, Colin Klein has proven that, you know, Will Howard doesn't have to be a runner. He can hand the ball off. He can run a little bit. He can throw it. Avery Johnson, I think, is going to be more of a running quarterback going forward. Maybe Colin Klein doesn't want to do that in the future. I don't know. And more than likely, it comes down to the simple fact that he's going to get paid big bucks. Maybe that's what it is. An easy answer is money, especially because on paper, uh, in my mind with what you have now, the, the Penn State offensive coordinator job might be a little bit more enticing, um, but money is big, especially down in the South. And, hey, recruiting is a big deal, too. I, it is a little bit confusing, right? When you look at it, I don't think we're, we're searching for answers with a report that came out less than an hour ago. So it's still, you know, new news and big news. So nobody knows. But the... You're, you're thinking of new heights, aren't you? Yep. New news. Yep. Yes. Oh, gosh. New but news. <laughs> the, the easy answer is money, right? Hey, I mean, come on. If you're going to turn down multiple Power 5 offers, a Texas A&M is the one that pulls you in. I don't know. I think, I think dollar signs have to do with it. I don't think that in this day and age it has to do, or it, you know, it has to be due to, it can be due to, but... That it has to be due to anything but the dollar signs. Well, I just I guessing that's what it is because there I can't imagine that Notre Dame wasn't going to pay. Like that's the thing. Like Notre Dame and Penn State, you know they're going to pay money. So mm-hmm. why Texas A and M? It was it more money? I mean, was it like something had to be said? Something had to be done for this to happen. It just did. You can't sit there and tell me, well, I turned down Notre Dame, I turned down Penn State, but I'm going to go to Texas A&M. What's the difference, Colin? What's the difference? You've passed down other great opportunities to stay at Kansas State, your alma mater. And it's not like it's, I don't think Kansas State is going off into the distance and is just going to fall off here. I don't think so. Not with climbing at the helm. 
So I don't know. I guess I'm confused. I'm, con- I'm, con- I'm confused. And who knows? Maybe Kleiman over the last few years has started to kind of put the kibosh down on what he wants to see done offensively. And then that's, you know, going back to Klein. That's going back to Klein. He's saying, well, I don't really get to do what I want to do. And maybe this Mike Elko says, look, you run whatever offense you want to do. We'll pay you $2 million, which we don't know the numbers on it, by the way. It's all just speculation. And we'll go from there. Uh, we're, we're looking at it only from a Colin Klein perspective here, what, you know, which we should. The important thing also is that this is the the best case scenario for A&M. Can, can you think of getting realistically a better OC? Oh. I mean, like I said, this is one that was wanted by so many big programs, and exactly. you got him. So it was huge. That's A&M, a big deal. A&M got a top 10 defensive mind in Mike Elko as their head coach and Colin Klein. And they aren't – and no offense – this is no offense to either of those guys. They're not like super splashy hires. I mean, and this they're not splashy. They're just good. And Texas A&M finally actually doing something right. Just get good hires. Quit going for the splashy hire. Get good hires. So I, 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 say, I give a lot of props to Texas A&M for that. I will say two things. One, splashy, while it's a big deal, it doesn't mean as much when you're going to end up paying those guys the same. And by all accounts, he will be very well compensated uh, for taking the A&M job too. I'm reading through some reports from K-State insiders and and some A&M insiders. Uh, Apparently this is a move and it makes sense that it's going to be very popular with recruiting down in A&M. Obviously we talked about it as Klein uh, is maybe going down there because they're doing well recruiting. Apparently getting Klein is going to do wonders for their recruiting and with the window uh, for the transfer portal just now opening, that can be big as well. Just, I, but A and M is always going to recruit good, especially if you've got a lick of recruiting acumen. They're in the honey hole where all of Texas and Louisiana, all these great players exist. That's why it's been embarrassing that A and M hasn't done diddly squat and hasn't won a national title since what thirty nine? I think we brought the nineteen thirty nine. They have all that talent in that little spot, yet they can't keep it there or develop it. So. We got to jump off this because I want to move into something else real quickly here. But I mean, that's that's the biggest thing to me. What in the world? What what is caused Colin Klein to now jump ship? I would love to know from his perspective. What was the difference? I would love to know that and love to know what is was it something that was starting to go inside the walls of Bill Snyder Family Football Complex? Is it something that was going? Is it just something that you know he's been brewing and waiting for this job to open up or a job in the South to open because he wants to get down there and do something? Uh, I, I'm just curious. Is it the pay? I'd love to know. For K State fans on your side, if you're curious, it is expected that Connor Riley, the offensive line coach, expected to be a candidate to replace Colin Klein. So Connor Riley, who is the offensive line coach, once again will be looking to take over this position, which. I don't know. We'll see what he does. I know one thing. He can build a dang good offensive line. He's had one of the best offensive line units of the last couple of years there at Kansas State. So we'll see. Before we get to some basketball scores, I did want to hit quickly on the same story because we didn't get to dive deep into it. But let's talk about Colin Klein getting a new job. Don't forget, a week or so ago, actually it was this weekend, Penn State hired Andy Koltanecki, uh, Kansas's offensive coordinator, to be OC there at Penn State. And... I, I just want to say this right now, and I've said this before on this show, but there is not a more fun offense to watch 
than Kansas football with Andy Koltenecki running it and Jalen Daniels and all that. It is so fun. The way the motions, the the shifts, the the op, the misdirection, all that stuff. It is a bit of brilliance. I love watching it. It was the it was the most fun offense to watch when Andy Koltenecki was there running the offense at Kansas. And he's going to go to Penn State, where I'm guessing he's going to have to make a little bit of a change. He's going to have to go back to kind of his Buffalo days. I don't know if people remember, but of course, Lance Leipold came from Buffalo. He brought pretty much his entire staff with him to Kansas, Colton Necky being one of them as the OC. They did not run this style of offense at Buffalo. They ran a more under center, handed off to the running back type of deal. Not a lot of shotgun stuff. You know, they adapted because of what they were going into in the Big 12. Now he's going to go to the Big Ten where they're going to have to run it a little bit more physically. They still will do some spread stuff. But Colton Eckie is a brilliant mind that I think gets over. Like everyone talks about Colin Klein and how great he is, and he is. But Colton Eckie, to me, has been fantastic. And this hire by Penn State is elite. Uh, it's a great hire. He is a phenomenal offensive mind. And, and, and I guess I want to put my kind of my bow on this point is that in the same year, within a week, two offensive assistant coaches – from the state of Kansas at the Kansas universities have left for other programs. So first and foremost, great job by head coaches by finding these people and bringing them in and grooming them and helping them a little bit while they also have these great offensive minds and great on these guys for getting a chance to move up in the college football realm. It sucks if you're a Jayhawk or a Wildcat fan because you want to see these guys stay. Unfortunately, when you're getting calls from Penn State, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, it's going to be kind of a stepping stone. At this point in time. But if you would have asked me 10 years ago, five years ago, hey, are you think you think these any of these coaches or corners are going to go on and become big? Well, I would have said no. Nope, not the guys that they had, but the guys they do now. And that's a big, big uh, thumbs up to those, especially the head coaches uh, that found those guys and brought them in. Yeah, I mean, if you need to watch one game to just sum up Colton Eckie, just remember that K-State-Kansas game from this year. Yep. Obviously, Jaden Daniels out, but then Bean is out too. You've got Cole Ballard under center, and that offense looked nice. Obviously, you got Devin Neal. I mean, that that helps. That would help any offensive coordinator, but it was you get a direct snap. You get a wildcat snap. You get motion. It was so creative, and to get not only Cole Ballard easy looks at completions, but also creative ways just to get the ball into the hands of playmakers with a third-string quarterback. I mean, they hung tough with K-State for most of that game. I I thought that that was a, a game very indicative of the way that he has molded this offense. And, hey, best of luck to him at Penn State. He'll have Drew Aller, a very good a quarterback with very good upside, and Transfer portal can do wonders for you. Uh, can can change oh, Penn, a lot. Penn State is is like the Texas A and M of the North because yeah, they true. have a ton of talent. They just have not ever put it all together, unfortunately for for James. It's uh, a great analogy, actually. But, but the, oh, I can't think of his name. I want to say James Harden, but that's a James basketball. James Franklin. Jerry, James Franklin. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, James Harden leading a football program would not be good. Uh, they but, have uh, very different amounts of hair. Yes, on their head. very different, very different. But James Franklin, who I've always respected as being a really good coach, really good CEO, and a great leader of men, um, 
you know, he has always been able to accumulate great talent. They've just not ever really been able to put together defense is great, their offense is so-so. Their offense is great, their defense is so-so. They just can't ever put it together. And they got to go through Ohio State and Penn and Michigan every single year. Although my guess is that'll probably change a little bit coming up here in the next few years. They won't have to do that with the divisions going away. So this is a, like I said, a, a, a slam dunk hire for James Franklin and, and James Coltonecki. And for Mike Elko getting Colin Klein, I just... I'm a little Coltonecki. I figured would kind of get going at some point in time. I figured Klein would stay at Kansas State until he got a head coaching job. I guess that's what I thought. And there were I, there was apparently some talks that he could have had some. Uh, there was some interest in him for head coaching positions at smaller schools, but maybe maybe he's moving up to the highest level of football. You know, the SEC in Texas. And he's thinking, I'm going to go here, I'm going to have success, and then I will get a head coaching job at a D1 Power 5 school and not have to go through that. Maybe that's what he's thinking. I don't know. Just a weird day, uh, for sure, to start things off. So, uh, like I said, two new offensive coordinators going to be coming to Kansas and Kansas State. Uh, we'll see as those guys are leaving for bigger and better opportunities, so they say. Uh, before we get to a break, I want to quickly highlight high school hoops yesterday, a very busy day in high school basketball uh, we had three tournaments going on. Well, really four, the Purple and Gold in Joaquini, but no area teams are competing today in that. But uh, big day yesterday, the Brewster Sagebrush Shootout uh, there in Brewster. They had girls' results, Golden Plains 44, St. Francis 28, Wallace County beating Shilin 58-34, Tri-Plains Brewster just getting past Weskin 29-26. Great game on the boys' side between St. Francis and Golden Plains. St. Francis took the lead with less than 10 seconds left. They got a steal. They took it down the floor. They missed a layup. They missed a bunny. A third guy came in, got it, put it back in, and they win 38-37 in a nutty inning to that game. Shilin top Wallace County 78-59 and Weskin 91 points. Uh, as they beat Triplanes Brewster 91 to 30, very blowout game there at the Castle Rock Classic in Quinter. Uh, Quinter boys winning easily over Wheatland Grinnell 66-17. Rollins County just got past uh, Pawnee Heights 48-37. Girls results: Quinter winning big over uh, Western Plains Healy 72-24. Wheatland Grinnell took down Logan Palco 50-31. Rollins County winning by 20 over Wichita CCA 53-33. Tayton Dewey, by the way, one of the players for Rollins County. 21 points, 9 rebounds, 6 steals. That is stuff in the stat sheet right there for Tayton Dewey. And then Decatur Community was at the Cattle Trail Tournament in McCook. I believe it's the first year they've gone to the Cattle Trail Tournament in McCook. Uh, Lady Red Devils advancing over Juanita Palisade in a low-scoring defensive struggle, 31-22. And Decatur Community boys, they lose to Hayes Center in a higher-scoring affair, 68-47 up in McCook. So a few basketball tournaments. And then a day off today, no tournament action on a Wednesday. And then Thursday, it gets hot and heavy because everybody's playing with the purple and gold. Of course, the topside tip-off gets rolling. Uh, A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff going on for sure uh, with basketball. But that's what's going on. That's what happened yesterday in your tournaments. And uh, those will once again resume on Thursday. All right, let's get to a quick break. When we come back, we will dive into basketball last night. Kansas State with a win in overtime again. And KU, once again, playing with their food a little bit. We'll get to that coming up in our next segment. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.